my opposer when I want freedom. You my opposer when I want justice. You my opposer when I want equality. Want me to go somewhere and fight for you? You won't even stand up for me right here in America. This is The Rundown. We are back. Happy New Year, everyone. Zach B here in the building. We have a full house to start off the new year. Ain't that right, gentlemen? Yes, sir. Yes, Join sir. Mm -hmm. Woohoo! <laughs> 2019. 2019. Zach, how old are you turning this year? Look. <laughs> oh, my year. How old am I turning? Yep. I'll be 26 seven days from now. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> 30. Ooh, 30. Back in, boy. Back in. Back in. <laughs> I'm still in my 20s. Mr. Back in. Boy. <laughs> I'm 20. I'll be 26 seven days from now. Sorry, bro. My mom been 25 for the past 30 years. <laughs> he said, Yo, mom. Yeah, yeah bro. She been 25. Like 65, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nah, bro. She, she says she's 25. Right? Yeah, my mom, no. She act like she, uh, uh, like her body says she like 80 for real, but man. my mama mind said like she's 25. Man. So it's all right. So there's a there's a common balance with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll be 26. You know, but we got a lot of things to talk about outside of uh, my birthday and. My birthday plans and uh, what I'm going to do or whatever to celebrate my birthday. Shout out to the refund. Um, <laughs> CMU, we got CMU football. We got CMU basketball. Uh, we got a little small recap of college football, everything that took place in recruiting, uh, the, the transfer portal, and uh, those sort of things in terms of U of M, what it means for U of M, what it means for Michigan State. Gentlemen. CMU football, they finish the season terrible. They go one and eleven. They don't win a home. They don't win a game in conference, and they fire Bonamigo, uh, and they hire this gentleman Jim McElwain as a new hire. And he's already accomplished something that I think is pretty good with adding uh, seventeen uh, signees before the next uh, recruiting uh, signing period. Yep, he did that. <laughs> And so, uh, did you guys get a chance to take a look and see the uh, recruits that he was able to uh, receive for CMU? You know the chips. Yep, CMU about to be number one in the top twenty-five, man. Top twenty-five for we what? That, we getting that pipeline yeah, connection to Cass Tech. Y'all know you see it. Yeah, I did see the uh, the Sign Cass Tech signees. Let me see how many we got. One. Count them out. Five, two, two, two. We had two. <laughs> Three. They got a decent. They we got might as well be the new Ohio State right now. Okay. <laughs> we got three cast takes on um, people coming in here. I'm just saying. I ain't saying cast take magical, but it's working for um, Ohio State. So. Well, they also got a uh, Daryl Wyatt, the three star out of out of King Detroit King. Mm -hmm. They got the kid from Warren De La Salle. They got the center out of there, and they also went. I believe they went up north, and they was able to um, get a solid recruit out of uh, one of the northern high schools. Alpena? As, yeah, Alpena. Logan, Logan as, Guthrie. As well. So, um, got a quarter. how many quarterbacks did, did they ended up getting? Uh, Just in this this, so, this signing so, period so alone? So, two, you got one um, out of Carroll City High School out of Miami. And then the other kid is a um, grad transfer, I believe, out of um, Houston. Red shirted out of Houston. Played at Tennessee. Recruited by Butch Jones, the old uh, CMU coach, so... Somewhat has a connection to CMU and Redshirt last year, so he's got one last year with us. And you think he'll be able to potentially fight for that starting job? And I think they'll be, with the current quarterbacks on the roster for CMU, 
I think there'll be some some changes in terms of who who will play quarterback, and there may be some position changes, especially with uh, the uh, the quarterback. Say to say his name, uh, Tony. Yeah, Tony. I think Tony uh, Pogen will probably end up playing tight end next year. <laughs> it's, it's better for him. He showed this. But, uh, had some great plays last year at tight end. He had a couple touchdowns on him. It worked. And he's what he's about to say six seven six eight. Yeah. Easy target. And I think that oh, not to cut you off. No, Jamar, I, I was just gonna say the quarterback is, quarterback position is wide open. I would think that the grad transfer Quinn Nor- Dormany. Um, has got the starting spot. I mean, I mean why else would you transfer with one year to play? That could have been part of the plan. Because you know, uh, what's his name, Miguel Wayne? Mm-hmm. Like I said before, he was a uh, quarterback coach before. He's been bouncing around between being a quarterback coach, wide receiver coach, and a uh, head coach. And, I mean, being a quarterback coach, you got a quarterback from Houston coming in. Our quarterbacks ain't really been doing nothing the last couple of years. I mean, it's sound pretty perfect to me. Miguel Wayne's already established a relationship with him. I guess yeah, he was saying. recruiting him out of high school. Uh, he likes what he's seen so far in the SEC with with um, Quinn, and he thinks that he'll be like the new general for them. So, like, I think he's looking at this as like Shay Patterson coming in to Michigan. You know, somebody's probably gonna have a great grasp of the offense because he's mature, and I think that's something that we don't have here. I'm not, but then again, a lot of big part of that was our offensive line as well. So. I don't know. It, it could be a good year, but I still think it's going to be a rebuilding year. You know, we, we won't go old. We won't go winless. I'll say that. But we'll, we'll, in conference? Yeah, yeah. No. I think I think we come in the middle of the pack. I but, mean, with uh, with him coming in, he uh, he's had some uh, some nice coaching jobs in the past. We got some good recruits coming in. Got some new. Uh, we got a new OC. Got a, almost a whole new coaching staff. So I'm excited to see like what kind of uh, what kind of scheme they're gonna run next year, especially off, on the offensive side yeah. of the ball. Because kind of last year, last season, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, they really, really struggled. Couldn't get any points on the board. Struggled with teams who also couldn't put points on the board. But the defense would be there. It's just that after so much, they have to give up a play eventually. You know, after being out there on the field mm-hmm. so many times, and then the offense not providing enough scoring points, uh, big plays are given up. And then, you know, after a while. So, have to wait and see what happens with uh, CMU football and their next. Uh, Alex, when is the next uh, signing period? You know the date for that? Is it uh, late January or when, when is the next signing period? College recruits, is it? Is it? February. February 6th. Okay. Yep. February 6th, 2019, National Signing Day. I think I signed on February 6th. Way back when. Way back when? Way back when. Yeah, so, you'll have a chance. Get some more. Get some more guys, and hopefully, you know they'll be able to get continue to get some guys out of the state of Michigan. Because uh, if you look in the past, that's been that's been very key with CMU success is uh, keeping the talent um, right here in the state of Michigan. Uh, like like you said, uh, Jamar, they went you know to a tough area to really get recruits nowadays. Um, Caste, a lot of people are you know King and Caste. Colleges are, you know, reaching out into those areas. They're showing up south of the border. Yeah, they're showing up at um, all the camps and getting a good look at all those recruits out there. And so, um, yeah, Cass and King has definitely been on on the rise over the last, you know, five six years in terms of um, getting talent, whether it's Michigan State, you know, U of M, and um, CMU, and either sometimes uh, also, you know, Western as well. I mean, EMU has uh, struggled for the most part uh, with uh, getting. Uh, Michigan talent, but for the most part, out of all the MAC schools between CMU, uh, WMU, and EMU, CMU is always at the head of the pack for um, 
receiving guys in the state of Michigan. But I think I think um, the winless season helps us in the recruiting process. And like as hard as that is to believe, just for the simple fact that like if I'm like a kid coming up like in high school and I'm a wide receiver, quarterback, whatever, I feel like uh, if I go to this winless school, I got the best you know opportunity of getting that starting job because it's like. You know, he, looking at the, the record, current players, yeah. the current players didn't step up. Yeah, so that'll give you an you know, opportunity. It's, it's no disrespect to them, but you know, me like me coming out of high school, I'm like, well, y'all ain't doing enough to win, so you know, I mean, it's open. Hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead, uh, go ahead and start. <laughs> go ahead, at least try. You know, make at least an yeah, make an impact early on, like uh, like the freshman we've seen over the uh, national championship. You know, the, uh, we got a uh, Trevor, not Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. And the raw receiver, I mean, those guys were both freshmen mm-hmm. and came in Clemson and made an immediate impact. So we'll see what CMU does. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely continue that conversation as the signing period continues. And so uh, let's move along here. We'll move forward. He a smooth dude too, you know. You know how to talk to recruits and whatnot. Yeah, he went over. He coached that seed, that team overseas real quick. For a couple years, get that cheese. Come back, Rick Pitino. <laughs> you overseas? Yes, yeah. this is the rundown. The college basketball coaching pool. Fraternity <laughs> Well, college football, too, as well. It's just like how. Coaching, period. Just, yeah, coaching in general, yeah, honestly. Just how it, how it all works and all the potentials. Period. Despite people retiring or getting fired and where they could possibly end up. What'd you say, Alex? <laughs> oh, uh, look out for Rick Patino, UCLA. <laughs> he on the way. Trust me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that would uh, be cool, bro. And then uh, who else you say? You said um, in the football, in the football world. Oh, in a couple years, Urban Meyer, USC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> University oh, of yeah. Southern California. It's going to happen. That's a, happen, a, that's a hot it's take. You know, they keep saying, well, he tried to make it seem adamant, and then his wife, Urban Meyer's wife, tried to make it seem adamant that she doesn't, she doesn't want him coaching anymore and doesn't want him to coach. But I look at it like this. Okay, so you stopped coaching at Ohio State, and you still – Keep pool, you like you still got ties oh, in the school. Yeah, well, he, 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 assistant he, athletic director. So, he's teaching there. And, and, and he's you're teaching. Teach, and you're teaching. So like you're still gonna be like right. in the in the in the realm. And, and he's still gonna be a, teaching college kids. And he you're gives probably the gonna be teaching to the college football players too. And he gives the team to who? Oh Ryan Day. Ryan Day. <laughs> the physical coordinator. He's right hand man. Right hand man, go to. So you know it's gonna be there. There's gonna be some form of like talking and communication, even if it's throughout games too. Yeah, it's Florida 2.0. <laughs> That's all you're saying. You know, everybody, you know, coaches like, believe it or not, people like a new scenery, a change of scenery sometimes. So I just feel like he's taking a couple gap years. And then when the next good opportunity, great opportunity, like I say, a Southern California, like a place that's going to recruit itself. You know what I'm saying? Urban Meyer recruits himself, you know what I'm saying? Himself anyways. And then pairing him up, USC. That's that's gold right there. And me as a fan, I still like, it's kind of like a mind-boggling situation because it's like, do I want him? Do I I want him? But it's like, who else? It's like, who, who else? It's like, who else is out there? So you just really have to just wait and see. Like what happens in the next like two seasons to see what like what he decides to do if he goes back to coaching or not, which is possible because if you do it once, you might do it twice. 
So we'll have to wait and see what happens. One last thing, everybody is from the great city of Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> The glass just, city, just the glass city, the mud. The mud. Just throw that out there. Too, uh, Who cares? Unfortunately, Jim Harbor, he's from there too. Unfortunately, Unfortunately. Man, you better recognize greatness. <laughs> you talk about man. You can't, just, you can't just put people out there. Oh, so, I don't like so, the Warriors, but so, I'll just be like Draymond Green. So I don't greatness, like you. Bro. Greatness couldn't be greatness in four years, huh? He throwing it out there for you, Jamar. Bro, I just said they both great. You see, you up here hurt. What you <laughs> hurt for? Y'all won. What you? What you bitter about? This is beyond man. Toledo. I, I what are you talking about? Both the man. You up here sending shots. What you doing? I'm that sending phone, shots because I say they from Toledo. <laughs> no, you said what? What he say? I said this could be greatness. Could be greatness. greatness, could be greatness. After, after four that's, years. That's after four he came years. at me. After I said they both from Toledo. <laughs> unfortunately, Jim Harbaugh is too. Then he said something to me. I, you said unfortunately. I said they both great. Oh, he don't you love you, baby? Because you was him. I don't care about the state. That's all that is. Forget Toledo. Forget everybody who from Toledo. Oh, I like. I got some shout out to. That was the first thing I said. I said, <laughs> we got, got beef or something right now? I said, what's going what's going on? On? Oh, we can go outside. What's going on? Oh, my goodness. Cause Cause I said, one thing. blow said, up. Hey. All I said was, forget Toledo in the beginning. Jesus. And you thought I was talking about your mans. I don't know what that man has done for you, but. Now what are you talking about? He just talking about the team. I'm talking about the, the coach. He's just talking about the Cause team. Because you wanted Jim Harbaugh, man. I was just, I respected both of them. If you what's been, the next topic? If you've been about me about we're talking this, about basketball, this ain't topic. even got the topic. We're talking about basketball. <laughs> College hoops. College hoops. I'm on Twitter right now. Uh, it's on yes. your phone still. College basketball is what we're talking. Forget <laughs> we'll to lead on my CMU in particular, they have a game actually today at 3 30. 4.30. You know what time I was looking at? I was looking at Central Time. Uh-huh. I was looking at you. Was you was looking at if you live CPT time? Yeah. Leave at three thirty. You'll make it there by four thirty. I got you, boy. If you don't get so, yeah, they'll be playing Bowling Green, who are who's ten and five Ooh. on the year. So yeah, they have ten wins coming in. They're two and zero also in conference, and they're sitting second place behind uh, Buffalo for the east side of the MAC bracket. You guys like what you've seen so far from CMU basketball and? What players have stood out to you guys the most um, so far as they've headed into their third uh, conference game? <clears throat> Larry Austin. <laughs> nah, <it's Larry. laughs> nah, nah, he nice, though. Him and uh, the other guard, Roundtree, nice. You know what I'm saying? They, they too much for the MAC right now. And I think Central, um, Central Michigan got a good chance. Were they undefeated in the MAC right now? 2 0. 2 0, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They got a, they got a good chance overall. to go all the way, both. That's a, both good, teams, uh, that's a good sign, good. too, because y'all know they usually come out firing with the non conference. And as soon as they hit conference, yeah, they go like, downhill. Luka, Luka. So 2 0 uh, start. That's a good start. But yeah, because um, this year, CMU might be one of the more experienced teams in the MAC. You know what I'm saying? Because that's usually. They got a lot what, of transfers. You know what I'm saying? What what plays out in this? So what, year, what, what year is um? It's Roundtree. It's Roundtree. He's like a junior senior. Yeah, he he uh, uh transferred in too. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think this is like a good sign to come for CMU like over the next couple of years because like you got people like Larry and Roundtree who are like you know coaching basically helping coach up these younger players like Rob Montgomery. Um, what's the other kid? The Leo and all them. You yeah, know, the guy like, that can shoot the three. So so this would be good for years to come. You know like. You know, usually you don't get this, like, you know, you get these older people coaching up these young people in, in college basketball because people usually, usually are about themselves. But I don't know. I like the way things are going, you know. Mm-hmm. And David mm-hmm. DeLeo, you know, he's a junior, so he'll have that experience to come in next year and be able to uh, provide that same lift 
if not more, that he already provides in terms of stretching the floor and uh, uh, penetrating, <laughs> penetrating to the uh, rim to the like, basket and um, being able to score. You know, so he'll definitely provide that that leadership uh, next year, and he'll be a, he'll still be he's an upperclassman now, but he'll still be learning. You know, from guys like Larry right. Austin and Sean Roundtree, and he'll be able to lead the pack. Right. Uh, next next season. Uh, just like this team has been through a lot already. Like you know, we got a 76-78 win over Weber State early on in the uh, season. Then we got a, a th- triple overtime win against Youngtown State. So they've already battled through adversity. So I, I like the way this is going towards the end of the season yeah. with Mac on um, conference play continue to go on. Yeah, and uh, just their last game, you know, it went into overtime, and it was a, a 88 to 86 win. And um, Larry Austin, final seconds of the game, uh, layup to uh, send the game in overtime. Full lay. Yeah, uh, those it, games they need. Jelly fan. What, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what I do at 21 of it? Boy, if you don't get. <laughs> yeah, so Larry Austin, uh, 13 points, 11 assists. So he was definitely distributing the ball. A Sean Roundtree added 20. But Rob Montgomery, guys. He was 10 for 17, 3 of 4, but all his points came in the second half. All 23 points came in the second half, whether it was uh, in the second half or during the overtime period. So, yeah, 18 points How many in the fouls? second half and five points in uh, in overtime. So, I feel you know, that was a very impressive game. He's a junior, 6'6 six six junior, um, likes to attack, likes to get physical, come off the bench to provide, you know, 10 points. Pretty nah, solid player. He, he a starter. He started last game. Yeah, he started like well, I, he came off the bench, but uh, he had he had starter minutes as opposed to like all these guys. But yeah, he came off the bench for this game, and uh, just ended up doing what he did. <laughs> I know who else I like. I like the uh, the Romelo Burrell dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He don't really show too much right now, but he's a sophomore. He, yeah, he's definitely gonna. Uh, yeah, he coming to his own. He got the he got the body side, body of like yeah. um, a Brandon Ingram type player. Yeah, he about a Brandon High, Ingram type player. Got some, uh, that's the that's vertical. the tall guy. Yeah. yeah, got a good vertical with the afro. Yep, yep, with the afro. Yeah. Romelo? No, yeah, uh, Romeo. Romelo Burrell. Yeah, it's like a small one. It's like a small. It might be. It might be birds now. Yeah, you know, guys always interchanging their hairstyles. Yeah, he's definitely somebody that's like to look forward to in the next year or two. Yeah, I like Dallas Morgan too. I just see you just you went to him. I like Dallas Morgan. Would you say he be doing? Who? Green light from the three. Dallas. That's the lefty. He for sure getting them up. The second string or the uh. Oh, number twenty-three, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh. What's his name? Dallas Morgan. Dallas Jordan. More, oh, Dallas Jordan. Yeah, he's he switching it up. <laughs> Dallas Jordan. Yeah, bro, he come in clipping. Dallas Jordan, he rocking at 23, too. He get him up then, bro. You know what I'm saying? You six man, you got one job. You got one job just to he get does. him up. Yeah, seven points off the bench. You know, that's pretty cool. You know, you're junior. Next year, you'll probably start. You know, you so it'll probably be in your control. You probably have more opportunities to probably catch and shoot. You know, yeah, he's just a player that got He a beat. CMU player anyway. He got to get his IQ up, boy. He, three, he shoot him the, three. Uh, like, He'll be a good two guard. Yes. But I think that's why he's playing the six man position, just because he don't have the uh the IQ for it right now. Hello, well. Yeah, yeah, sometimes like, he, sometimes shoot he takes a shots too much. that he shouldn't be taking. He shouldn't be taking those shots. He's getting them up though, boy. He get them bucka. things up. Bucka, bucka, bucka. So what do you guys 
think uh, was been was been key for CMU's success early on? They what oh, part of the they, game? They running gun, man. They all D and they out. That's all it is. They got two senior guards. And there you go. That's it right there. Man, they, you know what I'm saying? The guard position is the most important position, you know what I'm saying, today's game. You know what I'm saying? You got two senior leaders, battle tested, you know what I'm saying, been through the transfers, you know what I'm saying, been through it all. There you go. At least to success. When they right sit down, these ain't these ain't too like, you know, coming out the gate just firing everything. They sit down on D. It all starts on D for this team. That's what I like about them. Yeah. They tough. I like that, uh, like I said about the two guards, they definitely is tough. And they definitely is gonna come at your head. Like no matter what, they gon' they gonna get their points. But that's what they need. Like a lot of time, like I think last year they didn't really have like Roundtree was here, but they didn't really have him being as aggressive as he is this year. And that's what they need, somebody that's gonna be aggressive outside of shooting threes. I need y'all to um we gonna make a we gotta start a vlog, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the, the vlog. Right, that was so random. <laughs> but no, um CMU basketball, I mean, before the season started, I mean, some of the questions that, you know, we had was how would they respond to the lack of size? You know, they didn't have, you know, you don't have much size really on their team and they were able to respond very well. You know, 13, 13 and two. Complexion. Uh, 2-0, 2-0 <laughs> uh, in conference. And so. It was lacking melanin. <laughs> it was lacking. So, uh. Got some real ballers, huh? <laughs> you said, wait. <laughs> they were doing what? Yeah, lacking melanin. Lacking melanin. I feel that. A, a lack of melanin, so they had to go add some players. Some soul. So they added some soul to the <laughs> added some soul to the, to to the, the equation. They added some soul to the equation. And here they are. They stand at 13 and 2. They have a game today against Bowling Green, a team who's 10 and 5. What's it gonna take for them to win today, boys? Free throws for real. Free like, throws. Um, I think that's that's something that like they struggle with. And I like I I looked at um Larry's stat. Like he's shooting like fifty eight percent from the free throw line this season. So um I look forward to get better. I, I trust him to get better with his free throws as conference play continues to go on because that's all he got now is conference play. So it's no easy games now. So we're gonna need every bucket. <coughs> They're gonna have to be on fire, they're gonna have to hit. They at home. The crowd gonna be live. Just gotta do what they then coach to. Hit the Whoa. three. Hit the three. Had the guards uh control the tempo. Control the tempo. Uh slashing the lane when they need to, be aggressive to open up the three. And then defense. I think it starts, like Alex said, I think it starts on defense. I think it starts with the guards, but on the defensive side of the ball, uh establish establishing like a like a half court press. They kinda get when they score or if they score off free throws, they kinda get into a like a like a half court press or like a like a mid press between the guards and they're able they to try to pull that momentum. Yeah, they try to pull the momentum. And uh I've seen a lot I've seen a lot of fast break points from that defensive pressure and deflections and uh being able to get steals and you know that sort of uh that sort of thing. For uh, for the chips, and so we hope that they're able to take advantage of that situation in terms of applying the pressure on the defensive side of the ball, and not allow not allowing uh, Bowling Green to get inside and you know interfere with the lack of size for CMU. Hmm. So we look forward to uh, going to the game. We're actually going to actually go to the game. We'll be able to break down um, what took place uh, next week, and so we hope the chips win to uh, today. Against the Bowling Green Falcons, right, fellas? Mm -hmm. Fire up. Yeah, fire up. Fire up forever, baby. And so we hope that uh, we have a W the next time we come around talking CMU basketball. Moving forward.
Okay, gentlemen. Best sport there is. What is that? Basketball? Yeah. <laughs> it's all about hoops. Let's talk some hoops, fellas. Uh, college basketball. It's college basketball Saturday. So, you know, there's plenty of games going on right now. And uh, a lot of games that just ended and surprising, some uh, surprising scores. And what was the name? Uh, what was the score of that North Carolina game? <laughs> Boy. 8362. Yes. Oh my goodness. 21 point victory for uh North Carolina over Louisville. But no, opposite. Oh, opposite. Excuse opposite. me. Louisville over North Carolina. And I believe Louisville came into that game unranked too as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And North Carolina was, I believe, ranked 12th in the country. Yep. Yes. Uh, so that's a great upset and a great win for uh Louisville for the uh, ACC opponent. Now Who's the number one team in the country, gentlemen? Michigan. The boys in blue. <laughs> which, uh, okay, Malik. Which, which boy? Yeah, yeah. Which, okay, Malik. Yeah, my fault, which my team fault. in blue? My fault, my fault. Uh, Duke boys. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, we had two different answers, obviously. Um, we had Malik over here. He said that Duke's the number one team in the country. But my question, and Alex, you already answered the question, who deserves to be the number one team in the country? And you say the Michigan Wolverines. Why do you say that? Because, I mean, they look at they, they 20, look, they 29 and 1 since the, you know what I'm saying? They, the, like, for the past, the past 30 some games, they only lost once. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they, like, 30 and 1 or something like that, like, going into the season. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Not like how they approach, like, every game, like, a business like mentality. Like, for the previous, like, three or four games, they haven't trailed, like, not one time. Like in those contests, they're a complete so team. it's kind of like there you go, like they complete. You know, I'm saying they come out, handle business, and then we go back to the senior leadership or you know, I'm saying the, the junior leadership at the guard positions. You know, what I mean that's that's you know, what I'm saying that's a big thing. And I think Duke right now, they just like um, they're just you know, what I'm saying out performing, like it's using the talent. talent. Yeah, it's, you know, what I'm saying the talent gap is just so high, and I haven't seen them actually like. You know what I'm saying? Play as a team. Coached up. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, it's kind of just like they running and gunning. You know what I'm saying? Creating steals. You know what I'm saying? Creating offense, you know what I'm saying? From turnovers and fast breaks and stuff like that. As to Michigan, you know what I'm saying? They have real set, offensive set plays. You know what I'm saying? Their defensive efficiency is really, really like high. The roof. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it's like, I just think Michigan is more complete team on, on paper. And they have more depth, you know what I'm saying, to work with. Like, as far as, you know what I'm saying, role players coming off the bench and all that type of good stuff. But, you know what I'm saying, taking nothing away from the Blue Devils because, you know what I'm saying, that's an extremely talented team. What do you, what do you think uh, so far, Jamar? Like, who's my number one? Yes. It's, it's Michigan to me. I mean, you raised off the 15-0 record, you know, and then the wins that they got, like, you know, like Villanova early on, like, spanked them. And then, you know, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's very it's disrespectful right now, and I think everybody's just so in love with how Duke looks. Caught up in the hype. Yeah. Yes. It's like it's like they even lost, so it's like you know, like and I understand they're 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 a great team and they're gonna be a good yeah, team. And they lost to a good team. Yeah, they lost was, to a good team. But at the same time, it's like well, Michigan is still undefeated, so why why are they not number one? And who you see are how I said they? <laughs> and if you look at Michigan's schedule, they've beaten plenty of uh, good teams. Plenty of right? good teams. Like there's no reason why they shouldn't be number one or have been number one already. Like it just makes no sense, man. And it sounds like Jalen expects Jalen uh, Rose, former uh, U of M uh, player, you know, part of the Fab Five. He expects the uh, Wolverines to surpass Duke for the number one spot. And so, you know, I do too. You know, I think when you're undefeated, 
you deserve to be number one. Like, regardless. I don't care who's on you. I don't care if Zion Williamson is on your team. You have one loss. If Michigan loses, then we can have a conversation about who should be number one. Right, at that but, point. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, 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 like, just look at the caliber of wins that we got. Like, Villanova. We got UNC. Um, An impressive win over UNC. Right. A team impressive. that's – remember when we talked about that game, what did, what was the number one thing that I said, Alex? They, they can score. do what? They can score the basketball. Mm -hmm. They scored 90 points a game. They scored 95 points a game. They gave up only 67 points and was able to get 84 points and receive the W by winning my And that's the thing like, that you got that you, that you to give credit to Michigan on. And you got to give it a number one spot because not only do they shut you down on defense – but they also score on you. Like it's not like it's like a low scoring game on their part. They are they're putting up sixty five or more points a game every time. Yeah, you know, they always keep the the scoring um with these the high seventies, which is good. And that's good from a team like Michigan that's really has transitioned completely how they even go about basketball. You know, years past, it's always been, you know, spread the floor, shoot threes, which, you know, they still kind of do, but they have players who attack the basket mm -hmm. and really play hard-nosed, tough on-ball defense. And I think that's what's really been key for uh, U of M thus far in this Shout season. Shout out to Beeline. Being 16-0. and 0. And that's why I believe they deserve to be number one in the country. I mean, they're third in terms of scoring defense, only allowing uh, 56 points a game. They're third. Virginia's number one, and they are undefeated as well. So Michigan's one. Virginia should be two, but I don't know. Is it, is there you go. Yeah. There you go. And Virginia should be two. And then Duke can be number one. It's it's just, just, it makes no sense. What's the point of having records if we're not going to look at them? If we're not <laughs> – you put the nail in the coffin. Uh, right there, absolutely. It goes back to college football, college football with the rankings there. Like, you know, one lost team could be number one, and you just sitting there like, I'm undefeated <laughs> down here at eight. You know, like, what's going on here? Exactly. And so, I mean, you said the Duke Blue Devils, Malik. I mean, you're the – it's three to one, but you well, have I mean, every right to – I just said Duke because that's what the that's what the sheets say, you feel me? <laughs> I mean, y'all know where I stand at when, when it comes to college, you know, Ohio State. But <laughs> – you know, we keep going, we keep moving up the rankings, you know, you know, we we you know we gonna make a comeback. Oh, yeah, Ohio State pretty good too. Well I think the Big Ten in general, you know, is uh, Yeah, we got about seven people that we got about seven teams that's ranked. Seven teams. And out of those seven teams, how many you think will make the do you think all seven or oh, nah. six Probably of like the five. seven will make the tournament? Say five. Say five. About five. About five. Wait, hold on, who let me see. There's gonna be a lot of No, it's gonna be a good year for Big Ten basketball. If they all finish the season ranked, then coach is so getting coach is getting some paycheck right. increases next year. Like, <laughs> let me see oh, man, top twenty five. That's an automatic bid. Cause who is this? Ohio State, Michigan, MSU. Uh, has to be Iowa in there. Iowa, Nebraska. nah, Iowa just. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Iowa just got knocked off. Then Nebraska probably just got knocked off. I don't see them on here either. But besides, anyway, like, besides like, the fact like last year. week they had about seven people, seven teams that was in the uh, top twenty-five. Yeah, and I know. think the next conference only had about five, and that was the ACC. And you know, ACC is always tough. But and if you look, the coaches poll disrespectful. You see him? Oh yeah, fourth. <laughs> well, he used to have Virginia one being an undefeated but team. That's but yeah, they definitely uh, should have them over Tennessee. Who has one like loss? Like I said, these records, what do they even mean anymore? Yeah, it's yeah. all about it's all about votes, man. If people don't like Michigan, they'll never be number one. Like, it makes no, no sense. Yeah, and they're ranked. You know, they're ranked number two in AP poll, fourth, which is very surprising to be fourth in coaches poll. That means the coaches are hating on John Beeline. That's all that means. <laughs> you know, that's really what it boils down to. And so, um, 
My next question is, you know, you have that other opponent, like, what, 100 miles or so away, you know, in that green and white. And they're ranked, you know, sixth in the country, to, uh, AP Top 25, fifth coaches poll, Michigan State Spartans. Um, what do you guys have liked from them so far? I mean, I know I can tell you what I've liked from the Michigan State Spartans thus far. I think far. they got good leadership. But um, um, what's um, what's my guy's name? The point Cassius. guard? Cassius? I think, yeah. Uh, experience. <laughs> experience point <laughs> guards. That's, that's what, that's what it's about. To. Experience yeah, now, man. Like, that's why I, I, I'm going to say this now. Whatever. Like, Duke doesn't make it to the Final Four because of the oh, experience. Oh, like, oh. they're a good team and all that. But I feel like I feel like these experienced point guards is where it's at. You know, and, and experienced point guards are on great teams. Though. Oh, you mean in the tournament? In the tournament. Okay. In the tournament. Like, he's gonna sit. Yeah, because they they they, they been here before. They know what they doing. They not scared. You gotta stop the ball, bro. When you play Duke, stop it early yeah. and often. And then don't let them head of steam. You know what I'm saying? Because you are not gonna stop them. You if yeah. you don't stop Zion before he get or, the ball, it's over. How they, how you they don't want no them, free throws this year. You don't want them coming down it's here. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. So like teams can definitely scheme against them and win. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that's how Gonzaga yeah. you gotta did. Slow them down. Just get back on defense. I don't think Duke's that good of a half court team. Yeah, crowd delaying definitely, but yeah, like Cassius Winston, man, he's played phenomenal all year, in my in my eyes. Mm-hmm. He did fall out one game, but well, eight, I mean, eighteen points, seven assists. He's a junior, six foot. He's definitely improved in terms of um, like penetrating, driving to the lane. His speed, his agility to get to the basket, every like all those things has improved year by year. You know, six like, points, twelve points, and now he's like at eighteen. Dude. In his junior season, and you know he's not experience, the only. Man. Yeah, he's experienced now. Uh, they passed it over like the torch was passed over after last year for him. Hey, Nick Ward been to, down uh, there doing work too. Step up. Yeah, Nick Ward. He's played well. He's definitely. Um, yeah, they got a physical team. That's played why well thus State. far. Yeah, and that's why I asked that question. You know, will Michigan State? What will Michigan State be able to do to try to knock off Michigan? Uh, Michigan. Yeah, it's gonna like be a Big tough Ten. game, man. That used to be the gap though. Like what it used to come down to, like Michigan State being tougher than Michigan. But you know what I'm saying? It's been a. Like, you know what I'm saying, B-Line said, for the past five to six years, you know what I'm saying, like, that rivalry has, can, like, can be compared to the, you know what I'm saying, Duke-North Carolina rivalry as far as, you know what I'm saying, toughness and, you know what I'm saying, the hostility, you know what I'm saying, hostility in the buildings and, you know what I'm saying, whatnot. So, it's, you know what I'm saying, it turned into, it's at, it has turned into, you know what I'm saying, a two-way physical matchup. Yeah, because it like, used to be State would just yeah, come in, it right. don't matter what their record is, they was coming <laughs> in the big house, muscling everybody, like, what's going on here, man? We, we this, that, and this, and it don't matter. But now, you know, like you said, the past five, six years, Beeline got them boys to be tough. You know, he recruiting he recruiting some players that, you know, gonna come in there and be some dogs. Yeah. Whose kids are those? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Josh Gaddis. He's all decked out for the uh Oh, whoa. <laughs> Alex here showing me uh this coach. What? U of M. Bro, what are you uh, talking about, man? Corn. Uh, Coaches, offensive coordinator on Corn. the staff. Corn, is that a bull? Corn, bull. Um, made some uh, poor choices, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're neither here or there with uh, his decision with life. Well, Zach means by that, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we won't, we won't touch too much on that. that that's for another podcast. That's another podcast. For catches sure. on the late night special. <laughs> On the right. yeah, slow Michigan, down, no. But yeah, Michigan State, they're right there at the top of the pack with U of M. And I think it's kind of cool they don't play until like later on in later the season, season. too. Yeah, they play it late. gives the game more meaning. Yeah, later. Yeah, it's only one game, too. You know I thought I mean? it was two. Is it two? Do they play twice I this year? I think it's twice this year. Because I know last season they only played once. Once, yeah. 
And so uh, hopefully, I think it's it's within the, like two weeks too. And so I know they always play the Sunday of the Super Bowl. They always play that day. And um, so it's oh, yeah, probably it's twice. Yeah. You know, so it's probably going to be. Yeah, this but no day. time, no the time 20th. really in between. Yeah, the 20th. And then they play two good teams. They play Indiana Michigan. and Nebraska. That's good. Yeah. Michigan State does. So Michigan State, they got a chance to win at least once this year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Cause they they said they win at least once. Yeah, you know, they, <laughs> you know they, they, play, they, they, they play Ohio State. They about 0 and 4 in the last 10. 0 and 3 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Couldn't get it done. Miles Bridges. Yeah. He nope. couldn't get the W out of there. But um, yeah, they're 14 and 2. They're 5 and 0 in conference, just like uh, U of M. They're 5 and 0 in conference as well, sitting at the top. And um, so, do you think? Do you think Michigan has the potential to like run the table? The minimum, the minimum expectation for U of M for me has to be Sweet Sixteen. Mm. Well, so, that's I mean, conference play. Oh, conference play. You think they can run a table in conference play and just win out? Yeah. I mean, the way they started off this year, they usually kind of start off like Central Michigan. They start off slow and they pick it up towards like March. Return looking time at comes. this, looking now, at the schedule, you like to decipher which games. Because I know they can they can key in on Romello. I know they can uh, key in on Langford at Indiana. Yeah. Uh, I know they can do that. Uh, Illinois should be um, a easy win too, even though they just they just play them right. Or, right now we looking at Michigan State schedule right now. Schedule. Yeah, because I said hey, Michigan play Illinois. I mean Indiana already. Um, yeah, Michigan. Nah, but I, that's like kind of almost impossible though to like. <laughs> To run the table in the Big Ten, though. Because so. it's hostile every time. Like, yeah. it's hostile environment yeah. like, all the time. You know, they had that that scare up at Northwestern. You know what I'm saying? And that's Northwestern coming back in town soon. They actually, uh... Sunday. Yeah, it's actually tomorrow, 7.30, Big Ten Network. <laughs> then they have to go to at Wisconsin, which I don't have any faith no more in, in Wisconsin after cans. last night. They lost to Purdue. And so... Then you have Ohio State. That game will mean something probably more to Ohio State than it will U of M. And uh, we'll see what happens with that game. But that's a road – I mean, that's a home game for uh, U of M. And so they should probably win that game. They got to go at Iowa. That's an early game. That's a noon game going to Iowa. So we have to see um, what happens there. They'll take care of Rutgers. I expect them to take care of Wisconsin at home. Um, their only losses, really, I know, honestly – that I can really see in the Big Ten that they can maybe lose is they can maybe lose to a Nebraska team. About Maryland. May not really. I don't really see them losing to Maryland. And they may split with Michigan State. So they may have two losses going into the uh, the Big Ten tournament. Uh, tournament. I can only see really two losses by that time. Uh, what do you think, Jamar? You think uh, they can run the table? They run the table, bro. I'm claiming it. It's 20, 2019 about to be a good year for me and a lot of other, other people and Michigan. We about to run the table. Yep, I said we. I did it. Um, Boy, if you don't struggle get... against nobody. Nah. Um, Indiana OSU, I'm that's, worried about I mean, that. That's what it's looking like, though. Like, like, we can do it. Like I I'm, said, they haven't led. They haven't trailed in the game. Yeah, no. Nah, I, I, the thing that I think helps out Michigan, and this is going back to um, – we talking about somebody earlier – there was un- oh, whatever. Oh, Michigan earlier. So like with all with all these like close games they played earlier, like we talking about CMU. CMU had the um, triple overtime game and all the close games. Michigan has also had you know like the two point win against Northwestern. Um, well, 
Hold on. I'm talking about they haven't really been uh, battle well, tested because they've been taking care of business. They've been taking care of business. That's why they should be number one. But they already battle tested. That's why they should be number one. That team's already battle tested. They went. They they lost in the national championship, so they revenge tour. Revenge tour. Hey, what is it? I mean, it's only a revenge tour if you lose. They it don't matter, bro. Last year, no, it's a revenge tour because they got to the promised land and got got booted, man. What's well, well, not well, then you have to call it something else. You have to just uh, stick to the normal slogan, unfinished business. No, they the, they the back end. It's the we back end. <laughs> <laughs> we back in. We back in. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I like. B-line, they B-line, come, out to, they come into every in. game and handle their business. Like, you know what I'm saying? They take the team's best punch, you know what I mean? And they always they counter. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. And so, yeah, U of M, uh, Michigan State, those teams really um, and then going back sit at to, the top to of the, the pack of the, big, of the Big Ten. Going back to number two ranking, I think I think that, that does nothing but help them more to run it the motivates table. Because them. it's like, no matter how good we play, we still good can't they play, be Yeah, you know, like we're still the underdogs. How are we the underdogs and we're at the top? We're not necessarily the underdogs, but we're still not the number one team in the country, yeah. even after all no this. No respect. We've beaten Villanova. We've beaten North Carolina. We've taken care of business on the road against teams like Northwestern early on in the, in the season. You know, that sort of thing. And so you have to just wait and see what happens when they continue to, you know, win. And hopefully, uh, as I look at this score with Duke and Florida State, hopefully Florida State's able to turn it around and knock off Duke. And so then it wouldn't be a debate anymore if Michigan should be the number one team in the country. Right. Be- but then they'd probably find some type of way. If another would jump over us, <coughs> we'd be like, oh, uh, we'd be at the podcast again talking about how we, how we got disrespected. <laughs> So, we'll see you. Yeah, we'll definitely I can see only it. see what I can see, man. And so now, gentlemen, let's talk a little basketball in regards to the professional world, the professional realm. Oh, God. Uh, can, we, can we talk about the Sixers? The Sixers? Yeah. Can we talk about the talk Pistons? About, talk about Jimmy missing no free throws last night? That's what you're talking, talking about. Them, them being soft. No, I'm kidding. Can, we ex- can someone explain? Malik, can you explain to me? Go ahead and say it, the whole thing. The whole, read, the the, whole, read the question, Jamar. Why do the Pistons suck? I, look, they I don't have a first option. Stuff. I can say what I want to say. They have a barely a second option. They have a third option. They ain't got a first option. No first option. They ain't got a first option. Who they bucket getter? Blake Griffin. Barely. It's supposed to be. Supposed, supposed to, to be. be. There you go. That's what he was traded for. But you guys don't think he's playing well? I think he's, play, he I think he's playing good picks, for a second or third position. And get three straight buckets. Three straight? I think he can. It depends on the time and the corner of the if game. If he's going to the rim, maybe. I feel like it depends on the time and the corner the of the game. game over if they down by 10 well, and win that thing. Well, he brings the ball up sometimes. So, I mean, they, they put him in position okay. to win. They put Why him in position. Bring up the well, they put him sometimes. in position to score. Yeah, because they ain't got nobody else. They play the Clippers today they at 3.30. They got a uh, – oh, they going to – They probably going to lose that game. So, the Pistons are 17 and 23. Not terrible. That is terrible. Are not they terrible. Spot right now? That's six games below 500. How is that? It could be worse. Are they staying in the A spot right now? The well, Cleveland Cavaliers have eight wins. It could be so, worse. <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> you said where do they currently sit in like the standings? Yeah, last night. Well, they're like three out. They are a ninth now. They are ninth. They've lost four in a row. It's been a very rough. It's but it's not like they can make, but they can they're make the playoffs. Eight, they're two and eight in their last ten games. They can make the playoffs. They just got to get that stuff together. They got to find out what works for them. They're not gonna be a team that relies on Blake or Drummond. I think they got to go back to how like the old four Pistons were, like where it's team basketball with great defense. I was watching TV uh, on Friday, and Chauncey Billups or Paul Pierce, one one of those guys said. 
that they should be in the playoffs and should be at least a fifth seed with two all because they have two all stars on their team. They got two. Now, oh, now the all, now your what's your reaction, Alex? What's your reaction to that <laughs> with uh? Chauncey Billups, you know, he chimed in and he said, like, regarding to Detroit Pistons when they uh, played Los Angeles and they got blown out, you know, by your L.A. Lakers. One of the things that he said, again, was that they should be in the playoff hunt, fourth, fifth seed, sixth seed, because they have two all-stars with Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. What's your response to that? I guess. <laughs> I guess so. It sounds good. good. Makes sense. You know. That what I would. Yeah. That what I would say too. If I was a former Piston, they need guards, bro. Yeah, for sure. Good guards. Better guards. You got on that. Um, I got. I got to say, I don't really like um Jackson like that. I feel like he's always. Like, yeah. He, remember I feel like he's always um, a earlier guard. in the season? Yeah, I was. You know. I'm. Yeah. You know. Jackson. Yeah, you Smith. was going for him. <laughs> both of them. Now you can throw both. Well, yeah. I think I think Ish is hurt, but you can oh, yeah, throw. Ja- but you can throw Reggie. But still away. though, like none of them, none of them are worth. Yeah, worth you can throw him. Reggie away. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's not working. It's but not. Working. He gotta go. He gotta go. Seventeen million dollars. Yeah, it's it not wasn't working. worth it. It's not working. Well, y'all see who they gave up for? Fourteen fifty. Yeah, they gave away Spencer Dinwiddie. Right, and you see what now we could have drafted. You'd be so if you could be so kind, Malik, and check out Spencer Dinwiddie's numbers and how he was on the team coming off the bench, and Reg and Reggie was starting, and how he's transitioned his game versus Reggie Jackson making seventeen million dollars a year and getting fourteen point eight points a game with only four assists as a starting point guard in this league, and you have two weapons like when you have two weapons like Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. And you still can't find a way but you, to get but you more know points and more assists and find a way to be more creative with with the he's ball. He's a backup point guard, man. That's all he is. Cause even like I'm looking at you, I'm looking at the stats here. And in the wins, he averages 17 and four. In the losses, he averages 12 and three. Like five points isn't winning you the game. So Boy, he's not even the reason why they're, they're even getting winning these wins. Yeah, like he makes no <laughs> impact. He's not an impact yeah. player, let, let alone a starter. Yeah, see, when Dinwiddie was on the Pistons, he was only averaging 13 minutes. Now he's averaging 28, 29. 29, 28 minutes. How many points does he get a game? Six to 17. 17. 17 so three points. more points. He averages three Five more assists. points. Five assists. Five assists. How many rebounds? And he's uh, had three. And he's had breakout games, though. Like, he's had games where, we're, where we've been like, whoa. I'm still waiting on that. Well, with, when, uh, when they got the coach, went down, bro. He, he, was, he was holding his own with the uh, Nets. Yes. And it's like y'all y'all gave him up for what? And it's like his game high this year thus far is probably what twenty five, yeah twenty five. And I've I've seen Spencer Dinwiddie go for more than over thirty. I won't even pay attention to what's going on to the right of me. <laughs> My man's over here is a photographer. I would just let him be him. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Reggie Jackson, man, they got to do something yeah, about Reggie, that. Yeah, Reggie, trade, they got to get a, they got to get a pick. Maybe Reggie Jackson could go to a playoff team and come off the bench for you know some picks or something in the future for a team that's kind of in the playoffs, kind of out of the playoffs. You know, he can go back to OKC. Give us on um, Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, you'll take Dennis Schroeder. I don't know. I don't know. You had to think oh, about yeah, it. I don't know because I seen I seen them at the end of the game the other day and over and what was it Dover overtime and it was like. That whole that whole overtime sequence just made me like upset with that whole team, like because yeah. nobody wanted to shoot the ball. The only person who was shooting the ball was Paul George, which is fine, 
But it was like there were other open opportunities, and then yeah, they kept passing the ball to Ferguson. Giving it to Ferguson. I was he, like, he passed it to Ferguson about three times. He got that bounce. Nah, yeah, but he was shooting his mouth. He ain't even look good. He's gonna jump from the three point line. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Man. So Detroit Pistons, they've lost four straight. Utah Jazz, San Antonio Spurs, Los Angeles Lakers, uh, Sacramento Kings. They're on a three game road. They're in a three game road stretch right now. He's up, but. Mm-hmm. All all the teams they lost to are except for what the Magic are above five hundred or five hundred. Well, in the last four Lakers. games, four yeah. games because yeah, the Kings are good. Games. The Kings are the Kings are solid. The Lakers, they're solid. The Lakers are like 20, 20, 21 and twenty. 20. No, they're, no, they're uh, twenty three and twenty. Okay. They're twenty three and twenty now. But you look at the Detroit Pistons sitting six spots below five hundred, seventeen and twenty three. You know the East is uh, on the downside as of late, so they're sitting at the ninth spot. So what do they have to do? I mean, their next stretch of games, you know, they play um, the Clippers today. Triangle offense. And <laughs> they play the Clippers today. Uh, their next stretch full of games are Kobe out of Utah. <laughs> they play. They go back. They go to Utah before oh, they have a home stretch in Orlando, so, Miami, and then they play Sacramento again. Uh, this is a hard stretch. Orlando, Orlando is probably the team that we get this dub out of, but LA is going to be hard. Utah, Donovan Mitchell is playing amazing and being the starting point guard because all his point guards are injured. He is the best point guard on that team. <laughs> um, then you got then you got Miami, who's just a solid team who plays good together, plays tough defense. Yep. Uh, Deion Waiters looking to get his uh, legs back in the NBA from his return. You know you got, uh, Andre versus Whiteside. Oh, yeah, you know, that's always chip, comedy. You know? Yeah, that's always comedy when it's Drummond and Whiteside <laughs> going at it. Or Drummond and or Drummond and Embiid, and Embiid Man. just has, like, a field day. It, I, honestly, it's, like, mental. With, it has to be mental with these guys, like Whiteside and, like, Drummond. It has to be, like, a mental thing because, like, bro, score the ball. Like, demand the ball. You're seven feet tall. Don't you run like, the flow? You run the flow great. Yeah, you run right. like right. Uh, Drummer runs the floor well. Demand the ball. Like that's what it boils down to. You have to be five feet in, like Stephen Adams. Like Stephen Adams catches everything, right? Stephen Adams a hustler though. Yeah, perfect hands. Stephen Adams is a hustler. He gonna get his regardless. And so they gotta figure. They gotta Andre figure it like out. To take plays off. Yeah, they gotta figure it out with uh, with Drummond. You gotta find some guard play with uh, someone better than. Reggie Jackson, you know, so yeah, I call I call a Chief, man. He said Reggie ain't it. <laughs> so we hope that something better can take place for the Detroit Pistons. They play today at 3:30. Los Angeles Clippers. They're 17 and 23, sitting ninth currently in the NBA uh, Eastern standings. We're gonna move forward. Coming up next, we're gonna be talking NBA in regards to who's the midseason MVP and who has our All Star vote this year this is the rundown don't forget this is the rundown with the boys the group whatever we decide to do that day you my poser when i want equality want me to go somewhere and fight for you you won't even stand up for me right here in america 